Any question? Yes. Yeah, my question was in regards to uh, this conversation I was reading about online that you had with Uduma Shloka. Oh, yeah. And it sort of seemed like, you know, it was confusing to me and when we were talking a lot about like the soul today, uh, it, it had me thinking about it. And, um, it seemed like you were saying that there was no Shastra, direct Shastra re reference for like an inherent like personality of the soul. Mm -hmm. Like that. And uh, you quoted, uh, I believe it was like Bhaktivinoda Thakur giving like five, ex uh, five qualities of the soul. Bhaktisandharva, um, yeah. Okay. And there was like the fourth one was something like free from transition or transformation. Yeah. It has some Sanskrit term. Yeah. And I was trying to understand how that played in if the, the soul has no transformation or change in that regard, then if there isn't an inherent pers you know, mm -hmm. personality there, then how, how, does, how would that happen that mm -hmm. that would be a seeming transition? And I didn't understand the Sanskrit term there. Yeah. So let me address that. No transformation means no transformation like material nature undergoes. Hmm? It doesn't undergo transformations of birth, death, disease, uh, old age, uh, uh, birth, growth, maturation, giving off byproducts, dwindling, dying. It doesn't undergo those kind of transformations. Hmm? Okay? So it doesn't transform. At the same time, bhakti, hmm? is constituted of Krishna's Swarup Shakti. Do you understand what, what, I mean, what I mean by that? Okay. Well, I'll explain it a little bit to you. To use real simple language, like Prabhupada used, there's the, there's the, the external energy, the marginal energy, and the internal energy. Familiar with the terms, right? Okay. So, each of these energies, if you will, are differently constituted. Hmm? For example, the Maya energy is asat, achit, nirananda. It's not cognizant. Hmm? It's not in any of its manifestations enduring. And it's got no love. Hmm? It's unconscious, right? Matter. The jiva, or the marginal energy, that's different. It's Satchitananda, Anu. Hmm? Right? The internal energy of Krishna, hmm? that's different from both of those. It's Samvit, Sandini, Ladini, which means like Satchitananda or eternity, being, being, knowing, and loving um, in great measure. Hmm? And it has the power to dispel Maya and it has the power to overwhelm Krishna. We, a unit of Satchitananda, don't have the power to dispel Maya and we don't have the power to overwhelm Krishna. Hmm? So we're distinct from the Maya Shakti, we're distinct from the 
the internal energy, the external energy. At the same time, we're called tatasta. So tatasta means you're neither here nor there. Hmm? We're, in one sense, a unit of potential whose potential is a product of its environment. So therefore, the tatasta can exist both in the material existence and in the spiritual existence. Now, you're existing in the, sp- in the material existence. What gives you your identity? You have an identity as a person, right? As a result of associating with the external energy. So what is that personality? Well, that personality is what we call a hunkar, false ego. It's all these likes and dislikes and everything that you... Th- it's like so many things that your brain does and something that you think is you and, and, and so forth. As I said earlier, you're not this, you're not that, you're not a man, you're not... A, all that is a made-up identity as a result of attachment to one of the two options, we being in the middle, the material energy or the spiritual energy, right? You follow me? Okay. So we have a personality based on the particular identification and attachment. Now, what is it that gives us the opportunity to um, come under the influence of the internal energy? It's not anything we do. Hmm? That's the Godhead's prerogative. Hmm? That's what we call grace. Hmm? In other words, bhakti, only bhakti can give bhakti. Nothing else can give bhakti. If it could, it would be superior to bhakti. Hmm? So only bhakti can give bhakti. So, if we are to have an identity, a bhakti identity, like I am a gopi, hmm? we got the three identities, I am, a, I am a woman, or I am a man, or I am American. Then we, let's get rid of that. Okay, philosophically, I am. Now if I want to say I am a gopi, that's another thing. I've gone from negative numbers to zero, from zero to positive numbers. But what gives me the opportunity to be I am a gopi, for example, or I am a gopa? That has to, that's a grace that descends. That, that's what the opportunity that comes to us through Guru Parampara. We don't find it under a rock. We don't find it by an ascending process. Hmm? We find it by grace, it descends, it makes itself available to us. Hmm? So that means that bhakti is constituted of the internal energy of Krishna and through sadhus in this world that are, that are daivim prakritim ashrita, as Gita says, moving under the, the divine energy, moving under the sarup shakti, moving under the influence of bhakti, creating good fortune. Brahmanda brahmite kon bhagyavan jiv guru krishna prasade bhai bhakti latubi. They're, they're creating the good fortune of the jivas. How? by giving them bhakti. So bhakti is a gift. Do you follow me? It's a grace. It's a gift. When you get bhakti, hmm, when you get the association of bhakti, then you have the prospect of having a spiritual personality. Hmm? Now, just like you have a material personality. Hmm? But the difference, of course, is that you're not, you're, 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 you're like matter that you're also a Shakti of Bhagawan, but you're different from matter in that you're conscious. You're also like the internal energy in that you're spiritual, but you're different in that you're, 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 you're small and prone to this present situation. Hmm? You're more like 
than different. Matter is more different than like. So when you get the association of bhakti, when bhakti comes into your life, the swarup of the jiva, the form of a, of a cowherd boy or girl to serve Krishna, this is a bhava deha. This is a body made of bhava. Hmm? Hmm? That bhava is not in the jiva. Hmm? It's a grace. It comes. You can't just bring it out. Hmm? It it's descends. It's distributed. There's nowhere that it is taught that the sarup shakti is inherent in the jiva. Hmm? What the jiva has, one of the qualities of the jiva, is that it, it well, it's a part and parcel of the paramatma. It comes from God. Hmm? Now, when you come from God, hmm, wherever you come from, you have a natural affinity for your source. And you look for it. If a, if a boy finds out that he's adopted, you know, in due course, he's going to look for his actual source. It's natural. So, because we're part and parcel of the Paramatma, hmm, we have a natural, this kind of natural affinity for our source. That kind is inherent in us. Hmm? A natural affinity for our source, to seek it out. Huh? And because we are a unit of Satchitananda means, Ananda means love. So it means we have, love is something you do voluntarily. It's giving. It means we, we have will. Unlike matter, we have will. Right? Will, mean, will means unpredictable. If, I, if you have will and you have will and I put the same two things before both of you, there's no reason why you'll both choose the same thing. That's kind of like where my confusion comes in because it seems like, the, like even materially we seem to be kind of, you know, born with like proclivities and like the... From the previous life. Yeah. Because karma is an adi. Combination of what? Like, like the individual and the environment. What's the individual? What's individual? Exactly. What makes you different from anybody else in this room? What makes you different from anybody else? I just mean to say, like you were saying, uh, like we can each have those different, ex same experience and respond to it diff differently. You know, like that strikes me as like something. Uh, that that doesn't say you're different. That says you have will, and everybody has will. And will is free. Will, 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 you cannot predict what will will do. But will can only choose uh, amongst that which it's been offered. If the, op if the opportunity to choose is not there, if I don't offer you something to choose, you can't choose it. So bhakti makes itself available. The jiva makes a choice to take the bhakti. Hmm? But it can only make the choice in relation to what it's offered. That makes, well, you brought it up. <laughs> yeah. You see, if you want to say the jeev is a person, which is kind of how you feel, because you feel that you're a person. Hmm? Yeah. The way, to do, the way to do that properly is to understand that you're a unit of will, because will means person. But it's a person in potential that, 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 that it is a result of exercising its will in relation to the opportunities that are presented to it. Hmm? So we, you have to understand the jiva is 
a unit of potential. That's what it is. It has potential. Just like, let's say, for example, let's say you are my son. Poor guy. And, uh, <laughs> but, but, but I have left you a big inheritance. Hmm? So in time, when you grow of age, you'll, you know, that it will become yours. So I know that about you. Hmm? So I know that you're wealthy. You don't know it. Other people don't know it. Hmm? This is the way Mahaprabhu described to Sanatana Prabhu the prospect of the jiva. Hmm? Has an inheritance. You have a potential. So when that potential is made available you, to you through the Guru Parampara and you act upon it, then you're really becoming what you are. You understand? In potential. Let's say Krishna knows how he wants to accept service from you in his mind. How's that? Okay, he knows everything. So, so he makes the opportunity available by sending you a particular guru with a particular bhava, by, by bringing you to a, to a particular sampradaya that teaches about a certain kind of love of God and, and is a, it makes that certain kind of love av- available. Then you act on it. Hmm? So there's this compatibilist idea of determination and free will that kind of work within, in, in one, within one another. It's complex. Hmm? Hmm? But we have to see, as we, if we are Gaudiya Vaishnavas, what opportunities uh, have been afforded us through our Guru Parampara. Hmm? And then those, th- those, are what, those, are, those are the windows of opportunity that we get to go through and make a choice. Hmm? And within the context of that, let's say you go through a window of, of, of Madhurya Rasa for the opportunity that's offered in Gaudiya Vaishnava of, of Manjari Bhav. This is the opportunity. And Sakya Rasa through Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? You take your choice. Or whatever, you don't take your choice, but the choice is offered to you. Anyway, through your guru. That's how, does, how does bhakti... How, what makes one jiva choose one rasa over another? Well, you, don't, you don't have to shrug your shoulders. You just go to bhakti rasa and read It's all over the place, it says. By previous association with bhakti in the previous life. Hmm? How do you associate with bhakti? Through, through someone who has bhakti. Hmm? Because you're influenced by that bhava. Hmm? And that bhava will come in you. Hmm? And then you can be all that you're meant to be. It's like this. You talk about transformation. How old are you? Okay. So you're, you're still a young man. Um, are you single? <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, you, you've fallen in love before, right? Materially speaking. Okay, so everybody in the room has fallen in love. So, you know, let's say you're a young guy or a young girl, and, and then you fall in love with somebody. What happens? You're the same person, but you're a different person. You're realizing a potential that's inside of you that only becomes realizable when she comes before you. Hmm? You understand? It's there, hmm? in that sense. That kind of potential is in the jiva. Hmm? The potential to love, because it's a unit of ananda. Ananda means loving. Hmm? The, the jiva is an object of love in the world. Things aren't the object of love. We only love them because we project ourselves into them. So we love our car. We love our house. Because we're they're ours, we've projected ourself into them. The self is the object of love in this world. As Upanishad said, it's not the wife that one loves. It's not the children that one loves. It's the self that one loves. 
It means atma, consciousness. It's the object of love. But see, the problem with this is only what? Self-love, the bhakti of the, the ananda of the jiva is different than the bhakti, the ananda of bhakti. Because the ananda of bhakti, well, it, there's two. You understand? There's Krishna and there's you. You can love yourself. I love myself. I am. I am. I am. I mean, in a real sense, I am. It's pretty cool. I am. I exist. Everything around me is here today and gone tomorrow. I'm, I'm exi- I have no fear, no anxiety. I am. That's a kind of ananda hmm? that's inherent in the jiva. But bhakti ananda, that's another thing. Then there are two. And love will be measured on the scale of reciprocation. When there's two, oh, suddenly the capacity of love is great. So, we, just as a young, young fellow, a young girl, meets the right guy, or guy meets the right girl, and suddenly he just feels great about himself. He just feels like he's become more. It's the same guy, but we say, but he's different, he's better, he's more. So, our love of God works like that. Krishna sends a love letter through the Guru Parampara and says, meet me under the tree. Hmm? Hmm? Chant it. Hmm? Seems a little bit more like arranged marriage. Yeah, it can be good, too. (laughs) Krishna knows best. That you cannot argue with. You have to understand something about this. What bhakti is, is about doing what Krishna wants. You understand? It is arranged. It's what he wants. When the jiva wants what, what Bhagavan wants, it's not what I want. You think, well, you know, it'd be nice if I had a choice in the matter. <laughs> Gotta go back to, you know, 101 of Vedanta here in Bhakti. It's not about that. It's about what Krishna wants. Hmm? That's what Gopi Bhav is. It's not, well, you know, she wears this sorry that. It's not what, <laughs> that's a way of talking about it. What it's about is my desires are only his desires. His desires are my desires. I have no different ones. Now that plays out in a beautiful way, as if they have their own different desires and so forth. That's a whole other further explanation. But it's not about... Prabhupada said to us once, as soon as you say, I want, then that is Maya. I definitely heard Prabhupada talking about You may have heard some of think, but you have to deal with what I've just said to you because you couldn't argue with any of it, right? It's, it's, it, I'm giving you the philosophy. No, I think it's really interesting, and you know, it seems like, yeah, kind of difficult to. I mean, it, 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 both angles of looking at it seem to kind of, you know, it's like the cause and the effect. I mean, that, that's all kind of material. No, 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 you don't understand. There are no two sides. There's no jiva who says, I'm like this, this is what I want, and God's going to fulfill it, and I'm going to be his tree, his friend, his lover. That's not bhakti. Hmm? You understand? It's nothing like that. There's nothing in me that's, that I'm actually, when you take off all this maya, what you're going to find is a cowherd boy with a stick under here. That doesn't happen. No, you can take off the maya, and you won't find that. 
unless there's the ingress of sarup shakti into the jiva, hmm, you won't the, the, you won't find that there. That is an ingress. That's a gift that comes. Hmm? It's not about, <laughs> and it's all about what what it's all it's the center of the whole thing of all rasananda is service. This is the center. It's a serving disposition that manifests as friendly love, that man, and all that goes with that manifests as conjugal love, and all that goes with that. Hmm? It means the whole, there's a whole life there. And they seem to have their own desires. One coward likes bananas, and one likes mangoes. Hmm? And Krishna likes their liking of those things, because their liking of it is all part of what we call, in this example, sakyarasa, hmm? which is the serving, the selfless serving, surrendered, whatever, loving disposition that has a, takes a certain shape. So you, you have to get this idea out of your head. Hmm? It's not about what you are and what you want hmm? and, and God fulfilling it. You see, the more I talk about it like that, the more it sounds like, yeah, this is kind of ugly. Yeah, that, that's not what, we're, what we teach. Mahaprabhu Sri Chaitanya Dev gave made an opportunity available. What about that? Anarpita Chirim Charat Karunayabhatina Kalo. It doesn't happen often. What is the normal course? Oh, so many jivas coming from the Paramatma. He wait, he does a dream. Let it, let it, let there be many. And then oh, there's so many problems. Let me go back to sleep. Everybody come back in. Again they come out. In the midst of the problems, he makes abhutar. He crosses from up to down to try to rectify the situation and give opportunities for bhakti. The jiva develops bhakti. Goes to Vaikuntha. Hmm? Salokya, Sasti, Samipya, Sarupya. He had these opportunities. He's serving God. Hmm? That's an ordinary course. Once in a long time, something else happens. That's what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's dispensation is. Hmm? We think it's inherent in every jiva, so gopi or something? You know, this is an opportunity. He makes that opportunity. If Krishna gives him the opportunity... You say, well, why does he choose one? Why does he choose another? Don't ask why. God does what he does. Hmm? God doesn't know what he does. That you have to understand. Krishna doesn't know what he does. He knows he wants to taste Radha's love. Hmm? That gives rise to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And that's the most bewildering you know, appearance of the Godhead in, in the world. Hmm? Krishna, is, Krishna, Krishna means God in forgetfulness of himself. Hmm? When he forgets himself, then opportunities arise that wouldn't arise otherwise. Hmm? That's the time you can get real close to him. Hmm? He's forgotten himself. He's, he's in need. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is God, Krishna, in an existential crisis. And so there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a kind of a overflow that comes from that. Hmm? He's flashing around like this. You know, and... People will be in touch. And the Goswamis are looking at that and going, this means something. Hmm? Those tears, that blood that he's perspiring, those chattering teeth, those joints stretching out, all this swooning and passing out. What does it mean? They wrote so many books. What does it mean? They located it on the scriptural map. Hmm? They said, this is Maranakya Mahabhav. This is Radharani. Hmm? Krishna trying to be Radharani. It's having a hard time. Hmm? And, 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 he's, and, and this, is, this is absolute madness. From the religious world, from the yogic perspective, it's madness. Krishna is God, okay, and, and he's having a problem. He's having an existential crisis. 
Who am I? I thought I was the king of love, and Radha's love exceeds anything that I've experienced. What do I do now? Hmm? That is, that is, and then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu happens. Hmm? This is a kind of a madness. And so this inner circle, you see, that is ragatmika bhakti, kamarupa, samandarupa bhakti, this, this opens up. Hmm? It trickles down on some, touches people. And you should understand, this is, the, this is a great opportunity that's come to you. Hmm? It's very rare. And it's come from up to down. But it's not something like, we all got this inside, and we can you know, do it when I want, you know? Or I'll get it. Well, maybe I'll take the help of a guru too, you know, for a while or something. It's not like that. No. Hmm? He makes it available. It's a gift. It's a blessing. Hmm? That's the teaching. A rare opportunity. Hmm? And it's if you if you if you knew, you know, if we could understand what that was, we would be running after that, not thinking, well, I'm not sure if I want that one. I think I'd want it. Maybe I get a different guru and I'll pick something else over here. There'll be a point in your practice where you feel like, I'm feeling like this, I'm liking this. And we'll say to our guru, I'm liking this, and he'll go, Yes, that's that you're liking, very good. You should sing these songs. You should focus on these sections. Hmm? But that self-examination, where we're examining, we're experiencing some taste within our, some particular desire within ourself, that is a result of bhakti sanskar. That's not your material sanskar. Hmm? You, 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 we're not going to choose our rasa based on our material sanskar. That's not what happens. It's not that material sanskar is going to foster a particular taste for rati, for a particular rati. That's completely backwards thinking. That's the cheto darbana marginal that has to go on. Get rid of the material samskar. Clear that off. Then when you're like a spatikmani, Jiva says, when you're like a crystal, hmm, clear, then you put it next to that kind of bhakti and then it will shine in you. Hmm? Like if you put a crystal next to a red rose, it will be red. Put it next to a yellow rose, it will be yellow. Hmm? And that rose, is, that, means, that means the sadhus we associate with we should not underestimate what that means. Hmm? What, what, what is sadhu sangha? There is nothing that is emphasized more hmm, in terms of what will foster our spiritual progress than sadhu sangha. Hmm? If the whole gift is there, that, that, that whole opportunity is coming there. That we should take every opportunity to take advantage of that. Hmm? Even what you don't understand, what you disagree with, is possible it will still go in your heart. Hmm? Later you'll think about it in a, in a different way. You wake up one morning and say, oh, yeah, it made sense now. Hmm? This is not, really, it is not a logical type of uh, exercise. Hmm? Sadhu Sangha, chanting, also. These are, not, these are trans-rational exercises. Hmm? And it's really the heart of Bhagavan, you know, ex- exercising itself. That's why the devotees, they're called Kripa Shakti. The way in which Krishna shows grace is through the devotees. They are, the, they are his kripa, means mercy. The shakti, the mercy potency of, of, of Bhagavan. Hmm? So, that's what we were in line for. We were waiting for mercy. Don't ask for justice. At the same time, you'll be sent to the back of the line. If you say, he's getting it, why I'm not? Go to the back of the line. I want this, is that? go to the back of the line. <laughs> it's not like that. No, this is a, this is a seriously, the, I, this 
you have to get a sangskar for this kind of thinking, you see. It will give you sumedasa. That's what is sumedasa, fine theistic thinking that you can read a book and land on your feet. Hmm? Not everybody can read a book and land on their feet and understand what it said, what it meant. They can quote it here and there. It doesn't mean they, they, can, they really understand it. And we see that. I mean, it's huge. It's so obvious. Get on the Internet. People quote verses all the time. <laughs> they're not even standing on one foot. They're trying to stand on their hand and talk about it. They don't know what they're talking about. The books are, are, are agents of divinity, but they're passive. The sadhu is an agent of divinity that's active, that can say, did you understand? Yes. Let me, here, explain it. Now you talk. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, now. And he goes after you to help you. Hmm. That is his kindness, her kindness, that she will do that. Hmm. It's all it's, it's, it's all coming from up to down. Hmm. This is Vaishnavism. Hmm. Vaishnav comes in our life uh, of someone of spiritual consequence. Yeah, we should take advantage of that. Hmm. And that's coming for a reason, because that person is directed by Krishna. Krishna's making that arranged marriage. That's true. And Krishna knows best. Hmm. If we're left to pick and choose, what will we pick and choose on the basis of? Our material sanskar? If you remove all the material sanskars, what will you have? Hmm? Without an opportunity to choose that's been presented to you. You have no choice. You just sit there, shanti, shanti, shanti. Loving to be. Hmm. But what about being to love? Hmm. It means someone else has to come into the picture and present an opportunity to you. Hmm. It's all on Krishna's time, Krishna's arrangement. Hmm. This is about divine, to use the right word, I really use the word of Puja Padshidamarsh, it's about divine slavery. It's, it sounds like, oh, wait a minute, you know, a little bit of democracy here, talking about slavery. It's a, but, yeah, that's, it's... it's uh, that's what. Uh, that's how you get into Goloka. <laughs> that's why they are the way they are. <laughs> they, they'll do anything for Krishna. That's love. If I love you as a friend, or if I love you as a lover, or if I love you as a child, for example, in Sakiras, Madhuryaras, Matsalyaras, these are all expressions of love. The overriding feeling in all of those sentiments will be, I will do anything for you. You love your son. You know, so at a certain point, at least, you say, <laughs> you know, this is a material example, but I'll do anything for him. Hmm? I'll do anything for him. Hmm? If you love some uh, husband, I'll do anything for him. What do you need, honey? I'll do anything for you. Hmm? This means in, in Bhakti, Rasa, in all these Rasas, the center is serving. They all feel, I'll do anything for Krishna. I love him as a friend. I'll do anything to please him. Hmm? So this is what we build in sadhana bhakti. Hmm? In sadhana bhakti, we build the serving ego. That's the basis, on which is the stage on which bhava bhakti will dance. You don't get that stage in place. You've got a sadhakadeya. If you've got a guru, you've got a sadhakadeya. It means a practitioner's body. Hmm? If you say, Guru Dev, you gave me the mantra, thank you, um, you gave me the sadhakadeha, thank you, um, but you didn't tell me your siddhadeha or mine. Hmm? You, you, to a person like that, you reply, is there something wrong with this one that just saved you? The sadhakadeha that you're seeing of the guru, is there something wrong with that? Is there something wrong with what you want? I just gave you something, and, and you're asking me 
for something else. You don't understand what I gave you. You understand what I gave you. Use this sadhaka deha. How? By doing as I do in my sadhaka deha. The example I set, I'm not saying me personally, I mean the, the guru. Rup, Sanatan, Prabhupada, whoever is your guru. But the way I conduct myself, the way I, this is, you conduct yourself in the sadhaka deha. Then when you use that sadhaka deha fully, then the siddha deha will come. Everybody wants a siddha deha, but nobody wants a sadhaka deha. They don't want a sadhaka deha. No. They don't want... (laughs) The sadhaka deha is, it's mixed. It's partly material, it's partly spiritual. And you have to take the material part out. Hmm? You used to have to stop thinking about being preoccupied with sense objects and so forth. And and they're all preoccupied with Krishna, Krishna and spiritual sense objects. That's the task. And the proportionate to the extent, the measure of which you do that, then we talk about Siddha Deha. Hmm? And then what? You don't have to talk about the Siddha Deha. Hmm? Whole, this whole thing is all about motivating you to practice. That's what it's about. There you'll find your wealth. Hmm? You don't have to say a word about the Siddha Deha. You will come from practice. And what will you do with it? What will I do? Hmm? <laughs> It's like people say, how will I know if I'm, if I'm making advancement? You're not. <laughs> You're not. Or very slowly. You don't ask that kind of question. If you make advancement, you think, oh my God, something happened to me. That, it, that so much outweighs anything I've done hmm, that I could have do it a million times. Everything I've done, it wouldn't warrant this one minute of experience. Hmm? It's validating the whole, you know, all this philosophy. Hmm? Isn't it? It's carrying me. Through all times, hmm? I keep keep coming around, <laughs> keep coming back to this. I have some. This is all this what we're doing. We're trying to develop a sangskar for the for bhakti that you lean in that direction naturally. You naturally understand the philosophy, and then you can read it anywhere. You can read anybody's book and go, "That's right. That's wrong. I'll take the right part and leave the wrong part. I like you for the right part. I can't agree with the wrong part. So we go forward now. Hmm? And this is all good. It's all right." This has to. This will come. This kind of taste, feeling. You, you have the Vaishnavism will become. You become fluent in it. Hmm? It's about loving, you know. Vaishnavism is feeling. So when 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 Baba comes, once, Pujapatridamarsh gave a nice example. Lady girl was pregnant, and she was near the time of labor. It was going to come like any day. So it was her first child. So she told her mother. Mom, I need to take some rest. I'm really tired right now. If I get into labor, will you wake me up? <laughs> Mom said, yeah, yeah. I, you won't, I won't need to wake you up, dear. You'll know. Hmm? Yeah. And you'll know what to do, too. Hmm? <laughs> so we give some theory about these things, largely because somebody comes up half-cocked and, and goes into stuff that they don't know that well and tries to piece it together and so forth without a guru and, and then you got oh now I got to straighten this out so at least people who, who are who 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 are, who are my friends they can understand it properly then you got to say something you got to write something otherwise that's why I probably didn't say much about it there was nobody else around at the time just chant Hare Krishna and be happy hmm? but now it's a jungle so I'm sorry it's a jungle I've been doing this for a long time <laughs> long time. Hmm? But then you mentioned Udama Sloka's book. Yeah, he wrote that book a couple of years ago. And he asked me questions about it. And I gave him good advice and didn't follow it. I thought, well, why bother? He publishes a book and he, didn't, he asked me questions. I gave him answers he didn't follow. 
I can tell you, I can show you half a dozen other people who've been doing it for who read those same books he read like 30 years ago. They all say, "Well, there's some problems with the book." He doesn't want to listen. He says, "I want to listen." I mean, all years you tell him, and it's just like, "Wow," <laughs> barking back. He's a nice guy. I love him. He, I've known him for 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 you know forever, uh, it seems. But um, but you know, some of his ideas very 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 problematic. That the jiva has an inherent qualities that make up its personality. Hmm? No, it's... Kind of like in the, like, no. world, like, are there new cowherd boys and girls and everyone, like, popping up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you, you think, of course, you know, you, you're limited, we all are, by thinking about something that is, that is, that is um, kind of multidimensional, uh, to use a word, in a, in a, or in a, in a kind of a linear and uh, you know, three-dimensional way, we're forced to think about it like that, relative to our lack of experience of it. And even if we have experience, we're forced to talk about it so that it sounds like that, because that's the limits of language, thought, and so forth. So, you know, that's kind of the answer to your question. Hmm? Don't think about it like that. It's like all of a sudden, hey, there's a new coward boy here. Where did you come from? And, and it's sometimes, some. Some, it's not back, no. It's it's it, 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 it uh, But the feeling is, I can tell you, the feeling is like going home because you're coming to a very familiar. You you you're coming to a place that's very comforting. That you fit. You fit there. I fit. So I feel at home. Hmm? I fit. Hmm? It can happen to you in an airport. If you're doing the right thing there. It can happen to you. I feel uh, I, I coming in, in connection with the dimension, a, a, a realm that that that, that I, I like. A, I've been in the land. I'm, I'm in the water, and I'm a fish. So that's like going back to Godhead kind of idea. Of course, the term "back to Godhead" is not about going back. Prabhupada, you know how he used that term, right? How he originally. Originally, he wrote the Back to Godhead magazine in the flagship, you know, first edition of the Back to Godhead. He has an article, I think it's called Back to Godhead, and he's speaking about how in Europe the war and so forth was so so damaging and so forth, and the call by some Englishman was, we have to go back to the Godhead, back to the ways of God, the godly ways, and live that kind of a life. And that's what, or the term Back to Godhead, it doesn't have anything to do with going back to some place you've been, some. I think you probably got that part. You find it interesting, yeah. Well, you know, it's good. It's good that you ask, and I, you know, I don't expect to um, to uh, satisfy all your inquiries entirely. Uh, it depends, of course, whether the inquiries are interesting, intellectually stimulating, or they are out of a necessity, hmm? and that will. That will, that's up to you. That that's what will give you the answers or or not. That will satisfy your intellect or not, which can never be satisfied. Hmm? Or it can satisfy your soul. If your soul has a need, hmm? if you have a real need, and I'm sure you do to some extent. That's why you you know. You 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 want to. 
where the texts on for how to take care of donkeys and, yeah, and, and agriculture. That's your main preoccupation. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. So, yeah, you just be sincere, and and all these things can be very well understood. But it, it's 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 a com- complex. Anything else? I mean, well, I should stop. I'm sorry, but gone for so long. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, to speak about these things. Sri Sivada Kanai Lal Ki Jai. Sivakivedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai. Sivakivedanta Dev Goswami Ki Jai. Uttama Sloka Prabhu Ki Jai. Hold Premanandi.